0: patient. Um, So how did you think that went, Alex?
1: I think it was okay. I think there's some room for improvement. Um, Fundamentally, I think it probably was um, a safe answer. So uh, the candidate identified that there was an infection uh, and made appropriate steps to to treat that promptly uh, with antibiotics um, and also identified the acute kidney injury. Um, I think there probably wasn't as much um, emphasis on trying to work out the cause of the acute kidney injury or source of infection, or perhaps enough recognition um, that this is a slightly more complex patient and that they are um, vulnerable to different types of infections. Um,
0: I thought it was it, a very kind of straightforward treat the sepsis, but there wasn't, yeah. as I said, enough talk process around. You know what could this be? The differential was even yeah. a um and i think that that's actually a really common standard of answer in the interviews and so actually yeah. as well there wasn't um uh there wasn't a request for past medical history till quite far through the scenario and yeah. um not the exam and in the interview you might even you know run out of time before that and so you want to show that yeah. you're thinking about what's the primary is there something else I should be worried about um obviously um, compared to the good answer, you know, in the good answer you really talked about the immunosuppression regime and yeah. opportunistic infections, as you were just saying. So that um is gonna make, you know, a big difference. That's gonna be a five out of five answer as opposed to, you know, a three out of five answer at uh, four at best. Um what else did I want to say about it? Um talked about the a rampill, that's fine. Um yeah, and I think even just relating the examination findings, you know, yeah. she amnoxin requirement, you commented on that in the good scenario, but not mm-hmm. necessarily in this one. Yeah. Um, I think as well, um, you kind of just vaguely skipped over, oh, you know, asymmetries aren't really good in AKI, whereas in the last one you talked a bit about why they weren't good in AKI. Um mm-hmm. and I thought that was just a nice point to touch on. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Um okay.
1: Um, I think with the, this candidate, there was kind of um, a bit less emphasis on what you're trying. What I was trying to achieve with the fluid, um, so it, it wasn't no emphasis on it, but it was kind of it just you know give fluid rather than giving it to targeted endpoints. Um, yeah. So in the first, I was sort of a bit more specific about um, the endpoints I was looking for. And one thing I don't think either candidate mentioned, but it's always worth mentioning, is when you're starting any new medications, um, just, just be mindful that they may interact with the immunosuppressants, particularly um, calcineurin inhibitors such as that. So the, the tacrolimus has lots of interactions. So things like uh, clarithromycin, for instance, um, you know, it, it interacts and, and there are lots of interactions. So um, I, I can never remember them, but it's always worth just mentioning that with every new medication you start, just check for interactions
0: yeah and i think that that's a good point you know that's something you can say in the interview without actually needing to know the answer to it so say yeah that, um, you know uh, tacrolimus is, is a medication that has multiple interactions with other medications including um uh common antibiotics and therefore um i would like to prescribe something that i know is going to be safe for the patient and i could look yeah. up the whatever um i also think that that's a really good point about the endpoints you know it's such a quick and simple thing to say and it's just much more slick answer you know i'm going to give them fluids not just core fluids into renovation, but to actually look at the urine output look at the blood pressure look at the lactate and see that Mm -hmm. they're all responding um and i think that that kind of covers you on your re-adc if you know what i mean you're kind of going back and checking um, so yeah, I think that's really good. Um. I think a point to just raise for um education purposes are, uh, you know, if there was an extra minute or something left in the scenario and the consultants wanted to push a candidate a bit further and they were talking about an immunosuppression regime, regime we talked about in the first one, how often we'll um stop the MMF or the acerthiophrine without much consequence. Um and that we double the pred and that's you know the dumping and nationwide certainly for transplant patients who are septic if they push you and they ask you about the tacrolimus and say you know would you stop the tacrolimus and the patient's you know septic and uh, the blood pressure is you know 85 are you going to stop the tacrolimus what would your answer be
1: to be honest I wouldn't stop the tacrolimus um, because we're already scaling back on um on microphenolate I think you know what um ultimately it's a twice a day drug by the time they've come in they're probably not due it for another few hours anyway you can commence some initial resuscitation um see how you do you know double their prednisolone um and then and then I think you can get a tacrolimus level and you can say um once you've got the level you know where you are and and you know your level for the tacrolimus might already be low or it might be high. I guess you don't really know. Um, so I think stopping it without knowing that uh, is a bit difficult. I mean, I have seen examples of immunosuppression being completely stopped with transplant patients who are unwell, but normally by that point they are um, sort of septic shock on multiple vasopressors, intubated, ventilated on the filter, probably already lost their kidney function. So um I don't think we want to risk losing the graft, and I think, um yeah, uh, I think it's useful to just carry on the tacrolimus because if you then emit a dose, then when it comes to checking the level, you don't really know where you are because you sort of lose your steady state. So uh, my inclination would probably be to carry on the tacrolimus and never stop the steroids abruptly. Um If I could get away with withholding it for a few days in people yeah. who are severe
0: am not going Yeah, you're not gonna um, compromise someone's immunosuppression hugely by stopping the MMF or AZA. But um, I think that's a good point as well. Is a lot of time we agonize about stopping medications, and actually they're in their system, and they're, we're not going to be able to flush them out in ten minutes. Um, and yeah. in terms of the tacrolimus, what I say um, it, when I get asked about tacrolimus and stopping tacrolimus is the same thing you know the only times I've really seen it stopped is when someone is in intensive care and literally on death's door and they they think you know they're probably going to die so we really need to try absolutely everything and so if you were pushed for that kind of answer in an interview what I would say is I would never stop the tacrolimus without um, discussion with a consultant, that's a consultant decision. And it is a consultant decision. Like yeah. if I I never make that decision, I would always consult with a, a consultant and therefore um, that's an easy way to do it. And they might just say that to push you. Like, would you stop yeah. that? Um. And I think that, you know, it's unlikely they'll ask you that, but if they do just say, that would be very much a consultant decision, but, and then you could leave at what you've just said about how it's a twice a day drug, um, and it's a very high level decision, but, and it's unlikely, that you know, we, we're going to need to give it the minute they get into hospital and we probably have some time and we want to get a good trough level and we don't want to mess around with those readings. Yeah. Good. Okay, That's great. Thank you. Thanks, Phelan. Cheers.